on a break. We were on a break. We were on a break. We really were on a break. On a break podcast we are on season three episode two the one where no one is ready and i'm stressed we're katie and chloe welcome into the show god what an episode <laughs> you know what i feel like this is the perfect day for us to record this episode because like my mic wasn't working i had to rush out to like plug in a new one as soon as we pressed record the gardeners started like going off outside my window I feel like shit. Like, this is like... We we both feel like shit today. I'm on my period. I started my antidepressants. I feel weird. <laughs> I feel so weird, dude. Oh, my God. Cause, and she said, like, it's going to take a minute to settle. Mm-hmm. And I was on, like, a smaller dose for, like, five days. And then now I'm on a little bit of a higher dose. Mm-hmm. So I was so nauseous, so dizzy, and had the worst headache, like, all night. But it's kind of subsided. And I think... I'm a little bit back to normal, but it just kind of feels weird. Because, yeah. like, my brain's doing all of this weird new stuff, and I'm like, <laughs> Feels, so, like, foggy, right? You're just like, this... Yeah, it just feels like like my brain is like, what are we doing? And I'm like, don't <laughs> worry about it. Just, it's probably for the best, so just uh-huh. give it give it a little bit. So I'm feeling a little wonky, but we're, we're going to get through it. It'll and I'm stressed. Right. I'm stressed. I just... I have a lot to say about this episode, but... I am Ross in this episode. I hate so to am be I. I'm, But here's the I, thing. In this episode, I am Ross. I am way Monica. I'm so Monica in this episode with this message. I'm also Rachel, trying to decide what I'm going to wear. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really... I really... I... I um, mm, there's a word. There's a word I'm looking for. It's... Uh, it's not there. It's cathartic, you know? It's, it's something. It's I I relate. Uh, it took a minute, but we got it. We got that word. I do feel like almost everyone is at their, like, absolute worst in this episode. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. also, yeah. apologies if you guys hear uh, work being done in the background. I can't really help that. Um, it's just, it's a day for us both. It's We're doing our best. It. You know, <laughs> we should just dive right in because we do have a lot to say. Yes, we do. So this episode aired on September 26th, 1996. It was directed by Gail Mancuso and written by Ira Ungerleiter. Um, I'm really excited because this is the first bottle episode that we ever get in the series. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. For those of you guys who don't know, bottle episode is an episode of a show where they're kind of trying to, like, stretch the budget a little bit, so they kind of want to create an episode where there's no guest stars, so they don't have to pay extra people. They usually take place in, like, one set. It's usually, like, one continuous, like, storyline. Like, it's supposed to be playing out in real time for the characters. Um, Or it centers around, like, one seemingly insignificant thing that kind of, like, spirals out of control. This term came from the 1960s by the producer and creator of the show Outer Limits, Leslie Stevens, and he described the process of creating a low-budget episode in a short amount of time, like pulling an episode out of 
a bottle, like a genie. Oh, because I was like, what does bottle have to do with it? That makes sense then. Okay. Yeah, it's a it's a weird term. It he originally called it like a bottle show. Now we call it a bottle episode. Got um, it. Notable bottle episodes. If you guys want to go through like a bunch of different popular series, especially from like the '90s, it's very popular in network television. So. One of the most famous ones would be the Chinese restaurant episode of Seinfeld, uh, the box episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Communities, Cooperative Calligraphy, and Breaking Bad's The Fly, which a lot of times these end up... Uh, I feel like a bottle episode is either an episode that like does really, really well and you love it, or it can be really controversial, like the fly episode of Breaking Bad, where some people hate it, some people love it. Um, it's this whole episode where like Walt becomes obsessed with this fly that's gotten loose in their meth lab and they like have to track it down and like clean every surface some people thought it was boring as hell i love a bottle episode i love that i watched the first episode of breaking bad and i was like this is so stressful you mean (laughs) that i'm going to watch a man who is dying of cancer make drugs while his family doesn't know and then the other guy is like jumping out of the window. And I was like, this is so stressful that I literally cannot continue. But thank you so much for your service. Wow. Gotta go. If you thought the first episode was stressful, like it only ran Th- that's what I mean. from there. <laughs> not for me. It is not. I mean, if this episode of Friends stressed me out so much, I just don't think that Breaking Bad would be for me. But this is also the 50th episode in the series. And... It also said that this is the only episode of the series that takes place in real time. Is that what you were talking about? Or does that mean that they meant that it happened in September oh, on so the date? It basically means that, like, okay, you know, at the top of the show where Ross is like, we've got, like, 26 minutes. Oh, real time yeah. where it's not jumping around. Mm-hmm. I see. Okay. Because I wasn't sure what that meant. Yeah, it just means everything happens in those 26 minutes, essentially. Got it. Um, okay. And this actually isn't the only bottle episode they do in Friends. Um, I was looking at a list of some of the other bottle episodes, and honestly, some of those are like my favorite in the series. The one where Ross can't flirt. That's Ugh. one of my all time favorite episodes. It's so good. I, I love, love that it. one. Um, the one with Monica's Thunder. Where like right oh, after they get engaged, love that one. That's a great one. I saw some others on the list as bottle episodes, and I thought mm, debatable. I guess we can talk about that when we get to it. But those two okay. for sure, I was like, those are fantastic bottle episodes. They really are. The flirting one is really really good. Now because this is kind of a oddly structured episode, instead of breaking it down scene by scene, I kind of broke down my outline just by character and like what their role in the episode is. so I love it. Let's do it. So we are all in the purple apartment. Obviously, this all revolves around Ross trying to get everyone ready in time for a speech that he's giving at the museum. Um, And I love that, like, we're seeing this, like, dynamic of Chandler and Joey acting like children. Children. Yeah, I was going to say. never been less mature I just, I don't understand. Like, what? I would never care about a chair. (laughs) Ever. Yeah, the alternate title for this episode could have been Chandler and Joey being petty for 20 minutes. (laughs) 
<laughs> yes, that is correct. Because, like, even right off the bat, when we have, like, Chandler just watching Joey drink the fat and, like, not saying anything. And then, obviously... Also, what? <laughs> the fat? Why does she have a... Monica, what are you making that you need a glass of fat? You know what? This is, like, something that I've seen in shows before. Where, like, I've seen it on that 70s show where, like, Kitty's talking about, like, saving fat... And I think it's, like, a thing where, like, you know how you're not supposed to pour, like, like, when you make ground beef or something, you're not supposed to pour, like, grease down the drain? You're supposed to, like, put it in a container? Like, I think that's part of it. And I think also, like, chefs use fat to, like, cook different things. That is exactly what it is. Because someone said, why does Monica have a glass of fat? And it says, for the same reason, I have a glass of bacon fat on my stove. It's great for cooking and flavoring dishes. Alternatively, it can be hard on the pipes. So you want to pour it into a glass and then wait until it cools and then throw it away. That being said, it looks more like a really concentrated broth, which would have probably been delicious, if not a little <laughs> salty. This woman really gave, her name is Jordan. She gave a real long review. Shout out to Jordan. Um, but yeah, it's just gross. Like, I could, let me, I could, let me tell I you, I could literally get. I have dumped hot grease down every drain of every apartment I've ever lived in. I, not once have I disposed of it properly. Now, let me tell you, when you have a house or you have a condo and you have to pay for those pipes, you're going to be putting it in glass. Because, <laughs> I mean, if it's apartment living, it's like, whatever, I'm going to call somebody to come and fucking fix it. It's included in my rent. When you have to pay for it, I bet you you're going to put it in a glass because you're worried about your pipes. <laughs> I am truly a menace to pipes everywhere. <laughs> the pipes and the fat is like the same as our arteries. The more fat we eat, the more clogged they get. Same with the pipes. Oh, I'm doing the same <laughs> to my pipes, too. I, I eat in and out every goddamn week are you kidding me (laughs) i cannot be trusted with any pipes (laughs) i could make it sexual but i won't go there continue we're very we're gonna be nice today very refined young ladies penis yeah super nice super refined (laughs) super super nice yeah for sure um, we also get this whole runner about them fighting over the chair. Joey steals the cushions. This moment where Chandler's doing, like, the hand thing in front of Joey's face, like, hand in the face, can't get mad. I wrote down in my notes, like, for somebody who doesn't have any siblings, Chandler is very well versed in how to be an annoying sibling. <laughs> well, that would make sense as to why he's doing it now. He didn't have a chance as a child, so now he has to be an annoying asshole. You know, this reminds me of when I was younger. I, Growing up, I have a younger sister. I had two older brothers. And one of my older brothers, shout out to Hunter, uh, every so often we would start doing a similar thing that Joey and Chandler are doing where we would, like, try to ruin each other's lives for no reason. And, like, we would keep this, like, ongoing score of, like, he would hide the book that I was reading or something. It would be something so small like that. And he'd be like, Hunter 1, Chloe 0. And then I would, like, stop his, like, laundry from going while it was, like, in the washer. And I'd be like, Chloe 1, like, Hunter 0. We always said 0, no matter what the score was. And then I remember distinctly, one night my brother went out and... 
I took a bag of tortilla chips and I smashed all the tortilla chips and put them in his bed <laughs> so that when he got home at like midnight, his covers were like, everyone was, it was on the sheets and then I covered it with the comforter and then that was my big win. And then I <laughs> am so happy I did not grow up in your household. I would have had a nervous breakdown. This shit is so stressful that I want to cry. Well, he dragged me out of bed. I was in the middle of sleep when he came home and he dragged me out of bed to vacuum up his sheets. And we were like, all right, this is the end of the line. We've escalated it too much. So I like to think that I won. I think you won if that was what was the last thing, like that he called truce after that. You definitely won. 100 fucking percent. You know what? I should start this up again. He lives in New York. What can I do to fuck up his life? Because I love him. Love that guy. Because <laughs> I love that guy. Let me ruin his life. Oh, my but God. That is what I thought about when this whole Joey and Chandler well, storyline. I love happening. when he takes the cushions and then he's like, that's the essence of the chair. <laughs> You've stolen my essence. <laughs> that is one of the best. But a crazy part of this episode. Um, so Matt LeBlanc. LeBlanc. Le, oh, sweetie. Bleh. Bleh, bleh, bleh. Okay, so Maddie, uh, he revealed in an interview that the studio audience was all contestant winners of an advertisement campaign with Diet Coke. So they were all flown in from all over. When Chandler and Joey are fighting over the chair, he falls and he dislocates his shoulder. They had to stop the episode and he had to go to wherever. So they had to fly everybody home. They didn't finish this episode before filming the next one because in the next episode he's wearing a sling mm -hmm. because they had to fly everybody back from the contest to then film that episode. Oh it is a nightmare. So but yeah, there's actual video of Matt LeBlanc. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it. I watched some video or it was in an interview or something where he breaks his fucking or dislocates his shoulder oh. and they had to stop the entire thing and you see it and then ah. they all like cover him because it's like dangling. Yeah. It's, 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 ugh. but yeah, he actually dislocated his uh, shoulder while filming this episode so they filmed the first part and then stopped and then waited for him to heal and then finished filming because he didn't have a sling on in the episode mm -hmm. so they had to wait for him to not so there's a lot of inconsistencies in this episode where like phoebe's hair changes the hummus stain is bigger than it was before mm -hmm. because they shot it weeks later mm -hmm. and that's wild to me that's uh, but so i love crazy. it you know, yeah. I did see someone, dude, this was wild. I went to a show at the the Groundlings, which mm -hmm. is, um, if you guys are not in LA, it's like a, a sketch and improv theater out here. And Jim Rash was there. He plays the Dean in Community. He actually will be on the last episode of Friends when we get to it. He's the guy oh, wow. on the plane that is worried about the phalanges. Oh, I love. So, yeah, he's fantastic. I can't wait to talk about Did she about get him. off the plane? <laughs> oh, I my God. got this, off the plane. This plane doesn't even have a phalange. He's that guy. <laughs> uh, I saw him in a, an improv show, and they were doing a, a whole improv scene, and he's, like, really jacked. He's super buff. And for some reason, he started crawling across this pipe that was, like, at the top of the stage, and halfway through, he stops... 
and is like, I have to go to the hospital. I just dislocated my shoulder. And then, like, people thought it was in the scene, and he was like, no, I really dislocated my shoulder. And then it just blacks out. Like, the scene just, like, they go to black, and they had to stop the show for a few minutes because he had to leave and go to the hospital. And then they had to continue without him. And it was the wildest thing I've ever seen at an improv show. It was crazy. I just want to pray to the gods that I never dislocate or break anything because I'm going to pass out every time I wake <laughs> up. I'm going to pa- I'm not going to be conscious. It's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. So I don't want it to happen. Thank you. This is what I worry about when I have children because I am, I'm not afraid of like the giving birth and all of that. I'm afraid that like they are going to get hurt and I yep. I'm not going to be able to freak out, but I'm going to be freaking out like on the inside. Like I can't handle blood. I do not Mm. like hearing injury, like stories about injuries. Like, and I'm just afraid something's going to happen to my kid and I'm going to have to take care of it. Just do the cage method where you just keep them in a cage. You don't let them out. You just, you give them some food. Just. It, they'll be fine yeah. there. Don't worry about My it. My child will go full bubble boy. They're going to be in one of those giant, like, inflatable, like, hamster ball things just running around. <laughs> However, kids are pretty resilient. They'll fall out of a tree and just bounce up and be like, <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> half the time, they're fine. True. Really. That is true. Mm-hmm. But my mom would always yell at us to, like, stop climbing trees because she doesn't want to take us to the hospital (laughs) if we break a bone. So I never got too high up on that tree Mm because I was like, I don't want to break anything. All right, fine. Yeah, no, I feel like I want to be one of those moms that, like, that's like, let kids be kids. Let them run around. But I think I will be that mom that's like, don't touch anything. (laughs) Don't even look at the tree. (laughs) Don't do it. Um, we have to talk about the classic moment where Joey wears all of Chandler's clothes. That also gives me anxiety because <laughs> it's clearly just all of the clothes. Like, they didn't make an outfit where he could, like, put it on and then take it off. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he, he had to put on all those clothes <laughs> and I would be really hot. I want to know how they did it, because clearly, like, the thing about that is clearly the ones that are, like, at the very forefront, like, the ones that you can see have to be so big that they can stretch Mm -hmm. over all the clothes at the bottom. So I really want to know, like, and it, like, it had to be, like, coordinated enough so that it actually looked funny. Like, you have the red shorts and everything. I want to know how they chose what to put on him. What they could have done with the bottoms is had one waistline mm-hmm. and then like sewn the other ones to it so that he could just pull the pants up. Mm-hmm. But I was looking at the shirts and I i mean, unless they made a base mm-hmm. where they sewed like all the shirts together. But in the third season of a show, in a bottle episode where they're trying to save money, mm-hmm. I feel like they probably just told him to put on all the clothes instead of paying wardrobe to make this easy to take on easy to take off thing Mm -hmm. and if there was an easy to take off thing it would be in a museum of friends (laughs) where we could see it no but like a lot of the outfits are in are in at like wb or whatever the fuck it is yeah so i feel like if that were something that they had it would Mm -hmm. be we would see it so i feel like they just made him put on all the clothes 
I wonder if they put, like, I wonder if they had, like, a lot of layers of clothes, but not that many layers. Like, I wonder if they stuffed, like, a bottom layer to make it look puffier, to make it look like there were more clothes. Like, like he's wearing a base shirt with a bunch of layers on top, but then to make it look extra, extra big, like, there's tons of clothes on him. They, like, put stuffing in there. Or something. Because he has to be able to do lunges and stuff. Right. That's where I think that they picked. Because he's wearing sweatpants and then like shorts and then another pair of shorts and then one more thing. Mm -hmm. But the shirts are what looks like there's like 17 of them. (laughs) Yeah. That's where it looks like there's a lot. So the pants are more like, okay, you picked sweatpants, there's red, there's yellow, and then there's something else. Yeah. But with the with the shirt, I I don't I feel like they didn't stuff it. If anything, they like wrapped more shirts around mm-hmm. him, like maybe not putting them on. But I feel like if it were actual stuffing, we'd be able to see lumps. Mm-hmm. You know, I I'm really curious to see how they did this because this seems like the kind of visual gag where like when it's in the script, it kind of sounds simple, but then in reality, mm-hmm. it's probably like so hard to pull off and to pull it off and have it look as funny as possible because like the placement the colors like everything looks like perfect it's like perfectly executed it's so funny and he has to be able to move in it i was like googling like what kind of was it like a lot of clothes or whatever and um somebody made a coat that looks like (laughs) <laughs> it in a sense where they just put a bunch of stuff and it's all sewn together uh-huh. not what i was looking for but i really appreciate it um but i don't think well but okay see he's you're voting i think you're voting that like they actually did all the layers i'm voting that they like probably either stuffed or no. They sewed. I'm looking at it. Like, a, they sewed, like, a, a thing together. Wouldn't it be... Because look at how many shirts he has on. I'm, okay, maybe he has on a pillow <laughs> underneath him, but, like... I love that the Google bar, that, like, she's showing me a Googled picture of this, and I love that at the top it says, Joey and all the clothes. <laughs> it's also on private m- mode, because I apparently was watching porn earlier. I opened it, and I was like, oh, I'm on private mode. Thank God it's not whatever I was watching earlier. She's like, look at him in all the clothes. It's just like... <laughs> Joey and all the clothes is what I Naughty Googled. Naughty grandma gets railed. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm looking at Matt LeBlanc at the reunion in the outfit and I'm trying to see I forgot that that happened if they're exactly the same things or if they remade this because it looks like they just redid it with shirts and stuff that looks like it but I just wish that we had real we need proof. answers here. I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna do some more deep diving this week and see if we can come up with an explanation. We gotta move on to other. I guess other we do. Plot points, but but I want to talk about um, this for another 75 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? I really want to talk about the Monica storyline because I feel like we've all 
been in Monica's shoes. And something that I love about the beginning of season three is that we're seeing Monica go through like so many stages of, of a breakup. Like yeah. last week we saw just like depressed, can't sleep, like can't stop thinking about it. This week we're seeing like the crazy spiral. Uh, and then next week we're going to see the like, I'm over it. I'm making jam. One of my favorite fucking episodes ever. I can't <laughs> wait to watch that one. Oh, my God. So uh, Monica hears an old message on the machine from Richard and can't figure out if it's old or new. So then It had two beeps, though. Why doesn't she just replay she's it? She's in denial. <laughs> just replay them and you will hear that there are two beeps. But if it was new and then she went back to re-listen to it, wouldn't it then have two beeps? Because... Then it would be old since she already listened to it. Well, you've got six people in the room telling you that it had two beeps. I think it's one of those things where it's like she knows that it probably is two beeps, but she just like now it's an excuse, you know, it's an excuse to get in contact with him, you know, Mm -hmm. because then Mm -hmm. if she calls him and he answers and she can be like, oh, I didn't know. And then they can talk and she can hear his voice again, you know. So it's like yeah. a, it's like a denial. Almost. I mean, I would have done the same thing as Monica. I oh, would have same. like, I would have just been like, okay, well, I'm just going to call him and ask, and I would have left a message. But where I wouldn't have gone is dialing into his message machine <laughs> to listen to it because then on his end, his messages that were new are not new anymore, yeah. and they've been listened to. So wouldn't he be like, what? And then he would never hear it. It's funny. There's like so much old like. To understand this episode, you have to, like, kind of understand, like, how answering machines used to work, which, like... It's funny, because you can still do it on your cell phone. You can call in on your voicemail and listen to voicemails. But you can't call into other people's, because, like, she can call in... You can... You... I could call you and hit star... And then it would ask me for a password. And if I knew your password, it would let me into your voicemail. What? Yes. Yes. You can do that? Yes. What the fuck? I didn't know that Because that's how you used to have to change your answering machines before it was iPhone, where it's like, change your greeting, and you just hit it and press it. You can still call in and put in your code. On a cell phone? And, mm mm-hmm. Whoa, that's crazy. Yep. That is like, I had no, you know what, guys? I'm learning something new. I grew up with answering machines. I knew how the whole thing worked. I knew the, like, the joys of we're going to set a special holiday, like, outgoing message. I had a friend. Okay. I had a friend growing up where every year when it was the holidays, their family would record a special thing on their answering machine that said, I wish you would leave a message. I wish you would leave a message. I wish you would leave a message for our family. <laughs> Every I'd hang up. I'd hang up. <laughs> They'd never get a message. I'd fucking hang up. You think I'm going to listen to that every time I want to leave your house a goddamn message? Absolutely fucking not. Are you joking? Okay, this has unlocked a very embarrassing memory that I am going to tell on this show. So Perfect. one time, I it was like during the flip phone uh, moments. I was maybe in the seventh or eighth grade. Uh-huh. I wasn't allowed to use my phone after a certain time. And I would go and I would watch TV with my mom every night for like 30 minutes or like an hour before bed. And then I would go to bed. And like I wasn't allowed to use my phone like after 
like seven or eight or something like that. But there was this boy that I liked so much and I wanted to talk to him. Mm-hmm. So I just, I thought it, it was really smart to, because I was like, well, no one else is going to call me. Mm-hmm. I made my outgoing message like, hey, I am grounded, but like, I'm going to call you in a little bit. Like, just don't worry about it. And I made that my answering message so that when he called, he would hear that. And then I was like, and I'll just delete it tomorrow or I'll delete it tonight. Yeah. So you go back to my room. I delete it. Whatever. I go on with my life. Like three weeks later, I went to change my greeting and I like recorded a little thing, whatever. Loved it. I hit yes. Perfect. My sister called my cell phone and she like afterwards talked to me and she was like, your outgoing mailbox is really weird. It's like you whispering about like being grounded and like calling back later. And I was like, what? And she was like, yeah, it's really odd. And I was like, I don't know what that is. It was set to that for like three weeks. (laughs) <laughs> and I had no idea. I had no idea. Hey, big boy. I promise I, I was like, get back hey, to you I'm so sorry. I just have to go like watch TV with my mom and like I'll call you back. <laughs> like it was the weirdest outcome. This outgo- is like one I, specific person that this is aimed at. <laughs> everyone yes. hears it. Yes. And everyone hears it. And I am sweating right now thinking about how <laughs> embarrassing it was to hear. Like, I'm sorry, you heard that outgoing mess. I'm going to tell that story at family lunch today <laughs> and see if Amy remembers it. <laughs> my my uh, my first experience with getting the freedom to make my own mm. outgoing message on my first ever cell phone. I was in the era where, like, you know, this was like 2007 or something, where we would love to pull the pranks. And there was this trend at the time where you would set your voicemail to go, hello? Yep. And then people would start talking and think you picked up. And then after a pause, you'd be like, gotcha, sucker. I'm those not really were, there. Those were something special. See, I was doing the ones where I would be like, hi, you've reached Katie. And then I'd put it up to the like speaker and it would play music. And then I'd be like, I'll call you back when I get your message. And I thought I was so cool <laughs> to have my goodies, my goodies, like on my <laughs> answering machine. Like, what am I even doing? Mm-hmm. God, now I'm thinking about, like, the amount of times I called my friends, like, because I could tell you what, like, all of their voicemails were when I was in, like, seventh and eighth grade. And then we could actually purchase songs to make them our ringtones for $1.99, and it was life-changing. Yes, I would, oh my god, and on my old phones, you could, like, record... You know, I'm going to describe this and maybe it's something that you can do on iPhones, but clearly I'm not very well versed. But on my old flip phone, you could like make voice memos and like record stuff and then you could set that as a ringtone. So I would literally just go on YouTube and like look up a song and then I would hold the phone up to the speaker and record the song and then I would set Mm -hmm. that as my ringtone. I feel like you can set anything as your ringtone as long as it's an MP3 mm-hmm. or whatever it is. I don't know. I'm not very tech savvy. Someone tell us. Um, <laughs> so please, we're just girls that don't I know how also, to use technology. Also, when telling that story, I almost said you can go to YouTube and Google the song. So <laughs> we're doing great. How old are you? <laughs> I'm 27. Okay. <laughs> 
we sound like boomers. <laughs> we really do. I we need to keep going with this. <laughs> well, no, because I know how to use the private mode on my phone. There's no way my mom knows how to get to private mode on Google. <laughs> I one time went to a party and I was telling everybody about uh, that you could go on private mode. They were like, "Really? Show me." And I was like, "Okay." And I opened my phone to show them the private mode and the pegging porn that I was watching earlier in the day was just on there. So about 15 people at this party saw that I was watching some man get pegged. That's the worst story I would. I would it was bad. And then I proceeded to drink way too much mold wine, <sighs> get the shits and the throw ups inside of this girl's bathroom. The guy that I was seeing kept being like, do you need me to come in? And I'm like, no, I'm like profusely sweating. And then when we were leaving the party, he was like, I got back together with my girlfriend. It was a bad party. It was a bad time, man. It was rough. I felt so bad when this episode started. And now I think this story has brought me back to life. Remember when I said when we said it was going to be PG? Katie, it's not. Katie, that is the worst thing that's ever happened to anybody. That is the worst. <laughs> How are you still alive? I I don't know. And you know what though? It's embarrassing, but it's not like that crazy for it's me. F- like I I like whatever. Like yeah, I I had a phase where I watched a lot of pegging porn. Okay, uh, sue me. I don't know. I go through phases of porn, and that was one of them. That all right. So funny. I can't even like live my life <laughs> the, from this moment. I feel forward. like the only reason that it's so good is that it wasn't just like porn. It was like pegging porn. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to think of what would be like worse, like golden showers or. It would have to I be. I don't even like, know. It'd have to be like. I don't know, like a hentai or so. It has to be like something very specific. The octopus like fucking the girl yeah. and it's like a cartoon. <laughs> or like and she's a f- just oh no, like food play. Like <laughs> oh yeah, like her mouth is full of a tentacle. <laughs> like, her like, pussy <laughs> and her asshole. She's like being like Vecnud. Yeah, it's like a, a horny woman eats like spray bottle cheese while like. <laughs> Dude, it's crazy because like when I got on the homepage this morning, it was like little sister sleeps with brother. And I was like, what? I was like, maybe I don't want to come anymore. I was like, (laughs) maybe I'm good. Maybe I've lived a full life. I don't need to go on anymore. And it's like the entire page is just like stepbrother walks in on stepsis and fucks her. And I'm like, why? I think there's so many people you could have sex with. Let's not keep it in the family. This is not Olive Garden. You know, like it's not we're here. We're family. God. Oh, my Lord. I think we've talked about this before, but I don't watch porn. Like I never watch it. And the couple of times in my like every so often I'm like, you know what? Let's give this another spin. Like I'll try it out. And then I go on Pornhub and I go, I can't click on any more of these buttons. Like, I just see, like, I just you see the like, ads and everything, and I'm like, ah. I'm no, you gotta just ignore already, it. You gotta ignore Lois and Peter Griffin fucking each other at the top of it your screen. Kills you gotta my ignore vibe it. Every time. No, you gotta ignore it. You gotta ignore the brother and sister incestuous shit, and you just gotta go to that search bar, <laughs> type in whatever my, you want. Pegging porn, my, obviously. My libido does that, like, sad slide whistle sound that's like, that's, that's what happened to me this morning. I was like, I literally thought, like, maybe I don't want to come you know like maybe I don't maybe I'm done (laughs) oh my god this is anyway so uh Monica (laughs) 
Monica's breezy. Monica is breezy. She. I'm sweating. Oh my god, this is a great episode, man. This you guys are getting your money's worth on today's episode. You're learning so much about us. Monica has called in. She's replaying her message so everyone can hear her be breezy, and she's like, "I'm breezy." Yeah, you can't literally say it, my babe. That sounds like something I would do. I'd be like, or don't. I don't care. <laughs> I don't find. <laughs> um, and then she hears a woman's voice on the phone. She needs to know if it's his daughter. She calls the daughter. They get into this whole conversation. I'm like, abort mission girl. Yeah. But I do also, I always think about the cute little like silk slip dress that she's like running around in, like wearing. And I always think I would wear that on a normal day. Like, I think it's. In these times, yes. Yeah. It's like supposed to be like, I don't know, getting ready clothes. But I'm like, that's cute. Wear that. (laughs) I'll wear it. (laughs) Give me it. Not for a black tie thing, but I mean, like, wear that on a normal day. Wear it down to the coffee house. Yeah, absolutely. Wear it when you're feeling breezy. Mm. And my... So, what? I was going to (laughs) say... You'd have no idea that I've done radio and podcasting for six years as I go, what? (laughs) And... What? (laughs) You have me wheezing. I'm like... Shoddy got me wheezing. (laughs) We do need to talk about what I think is an amazing conclusion to this storyline, which is her accidentally leaving the outgoing message on Richard's answering machine where she goes, maybe I'm getting my period. I don't know. (laughs) Which is one of the funniest, like, turns. I love the conclusion of this storyline. Well, a few things. The reason... Um, when she says, this is, uh, I'm getting my period, this is a nod to Courtney Cox's commercial before working on Friends, where she was the first person to say period on national TV while doing a Tampax commercial. She was the first one ever to say period on television, Mm -hmm. like, talking about period. So that was that. Also, when the caller ID moment happened, and Phoebe says, you should get that, that's a nod to Scream, filmed the same year, uh, the premise of the movie is a killer, whatever, and uh, the caller ID moment happens in that movie. So a lot of nods to Courtney Cox. Yeah. I don't know if any of this is true. It's on IMDb. So <laughs> just don't come for me. I be reading them facts. All right? I Thank mean, you. these are all good facts. I do like that IMDb presents it as if, like, the like any mention of her saying period has to be like a... A nod to the, like, they put it in there because of the commercial. I'm like, well, we can just talk about that there was a commercial. It doesn't have to be there, like, because. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yes, I got very distracted during that because I got a text from a guy that I don't necessarily care about that said, you were in my dream. (laughs) Mm, I never like to hear that. (laughs) I have gotten the you were in my dream uh, line before. And gentlemen, for the 4% male listenership we have that I think might just mm-hmm. be my boyfriend do not <laughs> use that line it's never no. not weird well see and I text it to my friends all the time but I'm like you were in my dream we were riding frogs and then we ate a frosty like it's like yeah, a literal it's like, a- like you were in my dream it's not like 
you were in my dream. Like, it's not, like, like sexy. Is, like, yeah. I'm sure if I respond, he's going to be like, I was fucking you. Yeah, if this is, like, it, <laughs> anytime it's a guy you don't know that well or, like, mm-hmm. are not really interested in, I'm like, zip your lip. I don't want to be Or the classic, I live in a bathtub. I'm a mermaid. So if I'm talking to a guy and they're like, what are you doing? I'll be like, I'm taking a bath. And they'll be like, without me. (laughs) Ew, sir. I don't ever want you in my bath. Ever. Even if we're dating. Get the fuck out of my bathtub. This is my time. No. Do you think I have a two-person bath? That shit is like smaller than a twin bed. (laughs) Exactly. I hardly fit in it. Where are you going? Do you think I live in a mansion? Because that's not what's happening. Yeah, I. It never works. It never works. Don't do it, you guys. Don't I, do it. I responded to him and I said, "Oh," and he said, "Nothing too weird. We were in bed talking. That's about it." Why? It's that's not even interesting enough to bring up. Then stop it. <laughs> I want to respond and be like, "Boring." <laughs> we hardly we hardly ever talk, so I guess that's why you were doing it in the dream. <laughs> Call me when you have a really interesting dream to tell me about. Boring. Tell me when it's about sex. <laughs> okay, uh, anyway, so there's sorry. There's something that I just feel like I have to address, which is that, like, Phoebe, once again, in true Early's Phoebe season style, gets, like, no plot line. I know. Hummus on the boob. Her, yeah. That's her plot line. Hummus tits. She does have a beautiful yellow dress. I love the yellow dress on her. But Here's my thing. I did not think it was fancy enough. Yeah, this is a black tie event. And you're wearing a flower choker and a, a yellow bed sheet? But same with, I, like, see, <laughs> I did not feel the same. They're all like, ooh, Phoebe. And I'm like, she looked better to see her ice skipating, man. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. You know what? Same with, like, a lot of the outfits that Rachel is, like, running out in. I'm like, black mm. tie is, like, floor length, girl. You're coming out. And they were cute. But, like, you're coming out in, like, I... short blue and black dresses and stuff. Nah, girl. Yeah. No. I just have to say, as a whole, Ross doesn't ask for much. He's the worst. And I have many reasons why I can't really stand him. Mm. But y'all just couldn't get dressed so that this man could not feel so stressed about a big event that he had? Yeah. What is wrong with all of you? They're literally all at their worst in this episode. And no one's listening to each other. Like, Monica's coming out and saying stuff, and she's got the hummus on her tit, and she's like, what gets out hummus? And she's like, well, should I call him? (laughs) And it's like, is no one What's happening? I, yeah, I really, like... I do think that Ross is allowed to be like, I, you know what, we'll, we'll get to the Ross and we'll Rachel get there. thing in a second. We'll get there. I yes. do think he is allowed to be as mad and pushy as he has been to everyone this episode because, like, this is important for him and they're giving it no consideration. No respect at all. And I feel like, you know, if that's really your friend and, like, this is a big event for them, then, like, you're not going to make it about you and everyone's right. making it about them. Mm-hmm. Everyone's having a goddamn meltdown. At least Phoebe did try. Phoebe is the only person who came through. She was nice and dressed. Yeah. She's ready to go. It's not her fault she got hummus on her. Yep. But other than that, everyone else, shit show. Shit show. Yeah, truly. Truly a shit show. Now, let's talk about Rachel and Ross. Um, let's. Rachel is also, I wouldn't say at her worst, because she is just trying on, like, different outfits and figuring out what to wear. I would think that you would given it some thought 
like the day before you don't have to have especially the whole thing since laid like out, but she loves fashion so wouldn't she already know what the fuck was gonna like what she was gonna wear like is, wasn't she thinking about it in a sense maybe i don't have nice enough clothes but if i'm going to like a black tie affair like i don't just have black tie shit in my closet that, like, mm-hmm. I can just sift through. Like, I would have to, like, look in advance and be like, do I have to buy a new outfit for this? Like... I just did it for a wedding. I was like, I'll just wear one of those dresses that I have. It was a rough reality <laughs> when I realized that not a single one of my dresses fit anymore. I had to wear an outfit that I would wear out to the club to this wedding. <laughs> I was, like, in a turquoise skirt and a tank top and some shoes. I looked so ridiculous. A bitch has got to go shopping. <laughs> yeah, I kind of, like... It's a, it's not a completely unrealistic scenario, but I am a little bit shocked just by nature of, like, who Rachel is and her, like, love of fashion. Uh, But Mm -hmm. it does, so she's running out the entire time. Should I wear strappies? Should I wear black? Should I wear pants? Blah, blah, blah. Also, why is she asking everybody? Just get dressed. Like, I don't, I don't (laughs) want to answer this question for anybody. (laughs) I kind of like it when my friends and I are like, let's get dressed together. We like try on different well, see, outfits. But that stresses me out because then I have to bring all my clothes over to your house to get ready to go somewhere. That's true. That's why I'd it's rather nice show when you would up. have roommates. Like when I was in college That's and I had true. roommates, we were like, yeah, I'm going to borrow your top. I'm going to borrow your shoes, blah, blah, blah. Or like I'll do a, like a, let's say I'm going out on a date and I have three different outfits. I'll take photos of all the outfits and then send yes. and then you can tell me which one. I love doing that. You know what I mean? But if I'm stressed out and I really want to leave, I don't want to sit around and pick out your outfit. <laughs> Yeah, other people have other problems. Someone stole Chandler's essence, you know, we we got shit to do. Monica's playing Scream, you know, it's just a hot mess. (laughs) It does get to the point where Ross yells at her, throws the shoes, is like, get your butt in there and pick out an outfit and blah, 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 blah. Now, if I were Rachel, I would have reacted the same way. The second you throw something and you're like yelling at me kind of, I'm going to shut down. Mm -hmm. Even if I got you to that point, I'm going to shut down regardless. So I totally understand her putting on her Knicks basketball sweatshirt and sitting at the counter. I had that, I had that photo of her as my background for so long of her. She's like pouting and like looking up in the corner. That was my iPhone background. I loved it. She looks so I, cute. I just, I, I mean, she could have worn that, I, you know? I, I loved it. I was going to say, she looked better with the sweatshirt than in some of the other things she was running out in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, her, like one of her outfits was so like prom 2009. It was very just like... <laughs> the purple or blue dress with like the black thing over it and the shoes she was picking i was mm-hmm. just like this is ugly babe you shouldn't wear that either <laughs> yeah i you know i would have i would have done the same i would have been like huh all right well, and then go. phoebe going in her room when she's trying to find something else to wear with her hummus dress and she comes out with like a different dress she's like isn't this perfect <laughs> they're like not for tonight no not for tonight <laughs> i would lose my mind if i were ross i do love that moment but i yes i i, I also love so when phoebe bad. comes out wearing the christmas ornament and says fine i guess i'll be political <laughs> i love it now as far as the yelling goes yeah I understand Ross is at a breaking point. Mm-hmm. He should be saving that energy of yelling for Joey and Chandler. I know he does yell at them a little bit, but like 
compared to what they're doing, what Rachel is doing is not that bad. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, but he's she's the only one that he cares about going. So it's like, get fucking dressed. Yeah. If my boyfriend talked to me like that, we could get past it, but it would not be a good night for him. Mm-hmm. It would not be yeah, fun. No. no, it would not. Um. Then we get to the point where he's going to drink the fat to prove mm-hmm. that he wants her to be there. It's, see, it's stupid to me. I'm like, oh, this is why we have the fat in the whole episode. Okay, <laughs> got it. I do love the moment where she's like, like, this felt so true to me. Like, this really rang true for, like, relationships to me. This whole scene where she's, like, passive aggressively, like, flipping through the book. And she's like, I'm going to check on my correspondence. And he's like, okay, but, like, I have to go. So, like, right. is this going to be me abandoning you? Because, like, I have to go. So, like, <laughs> what do you want me to do? Like, he's, like, panicking at, like, fuck, she's mad at me. <laughs> yep. But it's also, like, come on, this is his big night and you're throwing a fit? Can't you guys just argue about this later? Can't you just get dressed and go? Oh, yeah, I would, yeah, I'd get dressed and I'd go, but I wouldn't be happy about it. <laughs> I guess she has her little fit before she decides to put on basically a copycat dress of Phoebe's. Yes, we should talk about this reveal of the, that's what I wrote in my notes, the capitalized green dress. It's great, but it literally looks like the exact same thing that Phoebe's wearing. It's the same, like, I don't know how to describe this. Pastel-like. It's like a pastel-like polyester-y looking it's like, light it looks like it's light yeah. like you'd need to steam it a lot or almost and then like it a has... linen fabric i don't know how to describe it i feel like i can i know what the dress feels like but i can't describe it if that makes sense yes and it's one of those things where it's like it's not the same dress but they look like they came from the same collection like mm-hmm. they went to the same runway show and that was what happened I heard the construction noise in your house and I thought it was my coffee maker like steaming or something and I was about to be like, hold on. But then I remembered what it was. Sorry, guys. You're going to have to it's okay, it's it. okay. <laughs> but I love this green dress. I like, I think she looks so good. I mm-hmm. think she does look fucking great. It's one of my all time favorite, if not my all time favorite Rachel dresses. Actually, no. Oh. My all-time favorite Rachel dress. We will see later. I think it's in season five when she wears that strapless, like, yellow dress with, like, the embroidered flowers when she goes on that date and she she throws Monica's socks. Mm -hmm. That's my, one of my favorites. But this is definitely in top five Rachel looks for me. One of my favorite Rachel dresses is when she gets pregnant. And then she wants to look good again before she gets bigger. So she wears one of Monica's dresses and it's like a black, like strapless moment. Mm-hmm. Is it on Halloween? I, I think, think it's that on might Halloween. Be that episode, yeah. Yeah, and I love that episode. There's Wait, some... isn't that the episode where that you don't like that you were just watching with Blursala? No. Okay. The Blursala. <laughs> You're Blursula. <laughs> I laugh so hard. You're blurry, but you're Ursula. You're blurred. I That is not that episode, but it is the same season. <laughs> I I have been watching a couple season eight episodes this week. Well, wait. How is that not that episode if that episode is Halloween? The Halloween episode is the one before the Blursula episode. And I know this. Oh, but that that's okay. But this the, same storyline. It's the same So that's character. just the episode before. Yeah, yeah. Okay. 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 Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Man is introduced in the Halloween episode, and then the next yes. episode is the the Blursula. The Blursula. The Blursula. 
Everyone's like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? <laughs> I one time posted a very fo- uh, uh, blurry photo of me at Disneyland, and I captioned it, Blursala. And I thought that I was so funny, and it was so I good. I great. I love Blursala. I do, too. <laughs> I do, too. Blursala's one of mine and Amy's favorite friends jokes. <laughs> It's, it's so dumb. <laughs> everyone makes it in time. They all manage to get their shit together, get dressed, get down to the cabs. Ross and Rachel make up. And then there's this weird post-credit scene that I don't remember ever airing. Like Oh, you don't? I never rem- I didn't remember that this happened when they're at the they're at the museum and then that scientist is talking to Ross and then Chandler comes up and is like, "You're in my seat, dude." Yeah, like but see, <laughs> does that make it not a bottle episode? Um, no, I wouldn't say so because the core of the episode is like the bottle. Like the core of the mm. episode is them in that one place. Got it. Okay, I think is the bottle. <laughs> I think of I. I often think of the like tags at the end as just kind of like an unrelated thing. So mm-hmm. I yeah, don't really personally true. count it. Um, okay. Okay. But honestly, that ta- like I hate that tag. I really don't like it. It's stupid. I hate the last joke where he's like, "Give me your underwear," which like weird, inappropriate, like. He says that sense. to him? Chandler oh, because of the, talking about, okay, we're making a reference guy. to the joke before. Yeah, yeah. It's very strange. I feel like we could have we could have kept it at the joke, like at the, just give me the chair. And that would have been fine. And then not made the underwear comment. Yeah. Because like, we get it, but that man doesn't get it. And that's weird. And you're at Ross's event. Get it together. We could have literally ended it at Chandler being like, hey, you're in my seat. Laugh, laugh, if, laugh, the end. If I were Ross... I wouldn't have a single friend after that episode. (laughs) I would have had to sit all of them down and been like, you guys let me fucking down. I don't ask for a lot. I had one night where I needed all of you guys to get together. And then Chandler, you literally at the event embarrassed me in front of a professor because you needed to bring up the underwear thing and the chair thing because it happened to you earlier. You couldn't find another fucking chair (laughs) to fucking do it. Like, no. No, absolutely not. And somebody buy this man a new battery for his dinosaur watch. It also, like, throughout the entire series, they're so disrespectful of Ross's job. They really are. Like, it's an easy joke, haha, dinosaurs. But honestly, if my friend was a paleontologist, I'd be like, that's a fucking sick job, dude. Yeah, That would be really cool. I, like... It's not even about the job, though. They're not even respecting him as a friend in this episode. Like, they can't put all of their shit aside for one night to go and watch my man's boring speech? I do have to say, this is a good point that, like, for as for as whiny and, like, dramatic as Ross can be, he really does, like, never ask them for favors, like, mm-hmm. ever. He's going to take them to Barbados. Except for when they okay? did the couch. But that was, like, one time and it was worth it. <laughs> But they also didn't m- move the couch. They break it in half. <laughs> That's true. I can't wait to talk about that episode. But, oh, yeah. man. See, guys, what an episode. We're on Ross's side on this one, okay? We're even we are, healed. and I'm never, I am never on Ross's side. I hung out with people yesterday, and she was like, Ross is my favorite. And I was like, why? I, you know what? I, I'm not a Ross hater, like, across the board. I just, I just think he's, a like, a terrible person. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't hate Ross. I just think he's horrible. <laughs> I love the character. Like, I, I enjoy watching him. And she was like, why don't you like him? And I literally just, like, bullet pointed a couple of things. First one being, he wants to fuck his cousin. So, I mean, that is big enough in itself, everybody. Thank you. I Case think, closed. I think if anyone else had played him, then I probably would also just be, like, across the board a Ross hater. But... I think yep. David Schwimmer is the best actor on this show. Oh, I think he is incredible. He's like, he insane. is so fucking good. Yeah, absolutely. He's but I, I really can't stand him as a human being. <laughs> but that is the end of the one where no one is ready. Uh, and next week is going to be the jam episode, which I know we've been like, we've been talking up. about we it. Better, we better we've... be good. <laughs> And listen, I'm not even claiming that it's that great. It's just for some reason one of my favorites and it's in my saves. <laughs> I don't know why, but it is. Um, what were your titles for this week? The one with the glass of fat. Oh. The one. one with the answering machine. The one with the dino watch or dinosaur, whichever one you want to go with. And the bonus, the one where I am so fucking stressed. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I'm actually surprised we didn't have any crossover titles and those I love that we didn't though, and now I'm very interested to hear yours. I love the glass of fat. That's probably my favorite title. I think it's better than the titles I have. Um Okay. Mine Thank is you. Love it. the one this is how I think of the episode. The one where Joey wears all of Chandler's clothes. See, and that's great. I love that, and I don't know why I didn't think of that. Okay. The one where Monica is breezy. Which, I like your title so much more. No, I love the glass of fat one. That is my favorite. My last one is the one where everyone is going commando because they say <laughs> commando like three or four times in this episode. Joey's commando, Rachel's commando. It's you amazing. know, sometimes you just got to not wear underwear. But, the, but I really like the one where Monica's breezy. That's my favorite title of yours. And my favorite title by far is the one with the fat glass. I can't believe the fat glass, the glass of fat. I can't believe I didn't even think of that. The one with the fat glass. It sounds like fat ass. Uh, enjoy this podcast and you want to share it around with your friends who also love friends go ahead and Mm -hmm. let them know about us leave us a five star rating leave us a nice review we will read it on the podcast Mm -hmm. where can everyone find you katie you can find me everywhere at little baby kate's if you want to hear more about the weird porn i watch you can come and listen to that on see you next tuesday my sex podcast even though i left little to the imagination today <laughs> uh and i also have a patreon patreon.com slash little baby kate's where can everybody find you you guys can find me on instagram and tiktok at cuckoo for cloclo puffs and um, the video that you <laughs> posted where you were <laughs> talking about the cauldron and your voice your head was all fucked up and stretched i did the, the haggard like on there. i cry sometimes when i watched your tiktok <laughs> they are so funny Thank i you. love them so <laughs> much like oh my god i love when my time or when my for you page blesses me with one of yours, <laughs> it's the best thing that's ever happened to me every time. So definitely go check yes. her out on TikTok. You like Katie? Subscribe to my shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your number one fan. I'm like all the time is. sending her voice messages, and I'm just like, 
as I'm cry laughing, you can hardly understand what I'm saying. I'm just like, Petey is my number one hype man, and uh, I I love it. I couldn't ask for anything more. Um, just keep being funny, and we'll be good. That's a threat. Keep the well, jokes I won't, coming, I won't hype sweetie. you up if I don't like it. I'm not a fake hype man. It's only if I'm a real fan, a fan, you know? <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't wait for next week to talk about the I'm jam very excited plan. as well. Um, I will uh, bring a, a thing of jam and a biscuit. Amazing. We will see you guys then. Bye, y'all. Bye.